Workers, welcome back to another episode of Coworking, the podcast that brings you the conversations you're currently missing from your workplace. Bianca, we are solidly in spring now. Oh, it's so delightful. And uh, soon, in the next like month to two months, one of the, what I think is one of the coolest things that happens in the United States is going to happen, yeah. uh, and that is the emergence of... A large batch of cicadas. Let me tell you, bugs don't usually make the news. And these bugs absolutely have. It was the murder hornets, I think, mm, that were yep. the last bug that made the news. You know, I... Generally speaking, I hate bugs. Mm-hmm. I did think murder hornets have the coolest name. Absolutely. Uh but there's another wasp-like bug that has a pretty cool name. That's Cicada Killer. Are Which, you familiar um, with those at all? So I've heard of them. I don't know really anything about them other than I believe they target cicadas and mm-hmm. just... They they are these gigantic wasps-looking things. And uh, I've heard that they're very hard to get rid of if they Ooh. kind of... In, uh, invade your space mm. um, but i've also heard that they don't really target people like i assume any 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 bug with a stinger is naturally targeting me but absolutely supposedly supposedly these do not uh but yes they have very cool names cicada killer i don't know what their proper name is yeah uh but we're not here to talk about murder hornets or cicada Mm-mm. killers Mm-mm. i'm here to talk about cicadas yeah uh, I actually only recently learned that there are some cicadas that are just out and about every year. Sure. But the cicadas that I always thought were cool are the ones that they only come out once every 13 or 17 years, which is that, a really long that, time. That is a really long time. Like, what are what are they doing in the meantime? They're just... They're just hanging out, and then they're like, "Okay, they're, yeah. cool." They're they're hanging out underground. Yeah, uh, they like to feed off of the roots of trees, deciduous trees. Um, and then, like all at once, they come out. Like, uh, you know, you'll have one entire group come out. Uh, so these cicadas are called periodical cicadas, which makes sense because they come out periodically. Sure. Uh, they're also called, I didn't know this, they're called Magicicada. It's like magic that, and cicada, then merged into one. How is that not a Pokemon? Like that. You know, I didn't think about it, but that is actually a perfect Pokemon name. <laughs> that was instantly the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. Catch me a Magicicada. It might use Harden as bug mm-hmm. Pokemon do. <laughs> mm-hmm. or hibernate and then like that's how that's a defense move now okay so the these bugs the cicadas you know the when they're spending that time on the ground it's not really hibernation um because it's actually their life cycle is be born up in a tree fall to the uh-huh. ground do their thing underground for 17 years then come out become an adult lay some eggs I mean, and then that's, they die. 
I mean, that's how my life has progressed so far. <laughs> like, you just kind of chill for 17 years, and then you're like, oh, I should, co- I should come out into the world. Uh, now, they only come out for four to six weeks. That's it? Yeah. And then, uh, hang on. So they party for four to six weeks, and then uh, I'm sure you're going to tell me that they don't live very long. They Like, the majority of their life is just chilling and growing mm-hmm, underground. Mm-hmm. Like, that is that is such an off-balance proportion of activity oh, yeah. to no activity. Yeah. So as adults, you know, they, they emerge from the ground, they become adults, and then they die. Like, they don't go yeah. back underground or anything. Right. And they don't, they don't go on and live long, happy cicada retirement lives. Oh, I would love to see a cicada retirement community. <laughs> There'd be too many of them. That's true. Because uh, this, this is the crazy part. I got, I got a whole bunch of facts about these cicadas. Because, uh, like, just the fact sheet on these things is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they come out uh, and they are very synchronized when they come out of the ground. And it's it'll be uh, it depends on the temperature of the ground, and that's what triggers them to come out. And so okay. in the in the south, these cicadas really are only on the eastern half of the United States. It's kind of okay. fun to look at a map. In the south, they come out. Um, I think it was like sometime in April, and if you go farther north, it's it'll be sometime in May. Um. So yeah, they they all come out at once. And then the males get together to do, they call it the mating chorus. And it's a chorus because they're all making the exact same sound. Nice. And it's, uh, it can be over a hundred decibels. That's, that's really loud (laughs) for a bug or like a group of bugs. And you want to know how they can be so loud? How? The, the density, just the, the pure number of bugs uh can reach over one and a half million per acre nope Mm-mm. <laughs> nope nope <laughs> i mean so I, I imagine my house the lot that my house is on I, yeah i think it's like a quarter acre sure Mm-mm. so what, what's a quarter of one and a half million like three hundred and seventy-five thousand. that's that is that is 375,000 too many bugs yeah. in one area, I'll tell you. Yeah, I I've mentioned it before. I don't like bugs. My my wife had seen this t-shirt that she said was perfect for me that said uh something along the lines of like I would go outside but the bugs are out there. <laughs> I I feel that really hard. Yeah, and so just imagining any place that has one and a half million cicadas within one acre is insane. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, I have a fun bug aside, if you will. Um, my friend worked at uh, the YMCA and she needed someone to volunteer to teach middle school students about uh it's either etymology or entomology. Entomology. Bug. Yeah, entomology is the study of bugs. And et- etymology is the language study of 
yeah, like the origin of words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, I would love to help you out because she was a really good friend of mine. <laughs> uh, but that meant I had to touch bugs. <laughs> and that was uh, a poor decision. Like, I love my I friend and I really wanted to help her out. Um, but I was like, I know the youth need to know about bugs, but it, for me, I don't, I don't think I was the right person. So I only <laughs> did it for a couple times. The coolest part was looking at the dead bugs underneath a microscope. Okay. That was a lot better. Uh, so I think a lot of people are, are familiar with the, the, the song of the cicadas, just the mm-hmm. noise that they make, uh, growing up, we always called them locusts. Uh, but they are not locusts. Okay. Uh, locusts are just grasshoppers. Yeah, and locusts are destructive too. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what destroys fields of crops and such, yeah. right? I so I I assume that the cicadas are very destructive, but it turns out that they're not really. Uh, they said most most plant life isn't like that harmed by them. Um, a lot of like young plants might be, but they said, you know, if you've got a farm or something, you can just cover it up with cheesecloth and wait, wait out the cicadas. I mean, you're only waiting six weeks. Sure. Um, so the, the really crazy thing about these cicadas, the thing that I think is cool is the fact that, you know, they somewhere ingrained in their DNA, they know I'm going underground for 13 years or 17 years it's a long time and it's very specific. And uh, mathematicians looked at this and they're like, there, there's, there's something to this because scientists, the entomologists, they don't know exactly why it is 13 years and 17 years. Yeah. And so mathematicians were like, Hey, those are prime numbers. So there, there's gotta be a reason why those are there. Uh, so as they started to you know think about it more and research it more, um, you know the fact that they all come out at once, that yeah. is actually an evolutionary trait. Um, it's a strategy of survival called predator satiation, which is a new term that I learned. And so the idea is just <laughs> that like, hey, if we all come out at once, mm-hmm. there's only so many birds or whatever other predators are going to eat us. They can't eat all of us, right? So yeah, if we all come out at once many of us will survive. Right. Uh, you know, if they if they were always out and about, the birds or whatever would just constantly be eating them. That would uh, lead to more birds. Uh, and the cicadas would never really come out ahead. But yeah, they all come out at once. Birds can't get them all. Uh, the Wikipedia page calls that safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. Which I found very interesting because when I imagine people practicing safety in numbers, <laughs> it is never a concept of like, hey, let's get more friends in here so that odds are I, you know, the odds are better I survive because they might eat my friends instead. Right. Yeah. You don't invite more friends because it's not a horror movie. Yeah. Right. Like, it, like your friends are going to be picked off by gigantic birds. That's funny. I I also have to wonder what it's like to be a bird during this time. Like, it's just an incredible buffet 
Oh, that yeah. is just presented to you? Yeah. I mean, the the fact that these cicadas don't come out every single year, you know, right. it's not like it's not like any species of bird could adapt to that. They can't be like, oh man, this six weeks of this year we eat like royalty. <laughs> and then the rest of the year we just sleep or something. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure for the uh I I don't know the lifespan of most birds. It's probably less than 13 years, I assume. Probably sure. So, so you know, when it does happen, the, I'm sure the birds just go nuts. Uh, they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so amazing! This is like a once in a lifetime event, literally. Right. It's literally once in their lifetime." Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like it's a it's a it's a special occasion meal mm-hmm. that you would get at like a very fancy restaurant. It's a yeah, it's a special occasion, but uh, birds don't have that concept. I I don't know that I'd call this fancy restaurant because it's it's buffet. Like it's That's true. It's the it's the Vegas super expensive buffet mm. where you you just feel like you got to eat your money's worth. And that can be hard to do sometimes. That's true. I I also don't know the flavor profile of a cicada as opposed to some of the other bugs and worms and stuff that they're eating too. So it might just be like slightly better instead of like, you know, uh <laughs> a beautifully cooked ribeye or something like that. You know, it might just be like, oh, this is a burger. I'm getting a burger. So I did read that uh, cicadas, in terms of edibility mm-hmm. of bugs, cicadas are very high up there. Oh. Because really the only thing that they eat is tree roots. Mm-hmm. You know, they spend most of their life underground. They're not, you know, foraging around in garbage and stuff like that, like many other bugs. They're sure. not... They're not feasting off of other animals to pick up like diseases and stuff. Uh, so yeah, they're actually very edible. I didn't, I didn't look up a flavor profile. I don't know. <laughs> they they did say you should cook them. Sure. Um, but I, I read that uh, Native Americans were known uh, to eat them. I bet they're very high in protein. Probably. Just because I know crickets are. But yeah, I saw this excerpt from, uh, I guess I don't know if he was an entomologist, but it was in the early 1900s. And he said, yes, they are very edible, you know, if you cook them. But most people, for some reason, are really turned off by bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's called being told for the majority of your life that bugs are gross. Yeah. So still the same, 100 years later, bugs are gross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know... At one and a half million bugs per acre, Mm-mm. somebody and with the with the refrigeration techniques that we have today, mm-hmm. somebody could be cashing in on this. I'm just saying that's true. I I'm uh well, I mean, what would that business model be like? You you have you have just one big bang of supply, and then but you really got to milk it. You got to turn it into like bug wine or something like mm-hmm. that, or the equivalent where you say. Yeah, this is from the group that came out in 1970. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's a vintage. Like, it's it's from this collection. But yeah, so the, you know, the predator satiation thing, while it kind of explains why they all come out at once, it didn't really explain the 13 and the 17 years. Uh, so mathematicians, they did what mathematicians do, and they made some mathematical models. Uh, they They... 
basically set up this game. They played around with life cycles of prey and predators. And they said, if the prey comes out at the same time as the predator, then the predator gets a boost to their population and the prey takes a hit. And so uh, with this model, and they played around with like, well, how much of a hit do they take or how much of a population boost do they take? Uh, But with this model, they were able to show that if cicadas, you know, for example, had a 12 year cycle, well, Mm -hmm. they'd get eaten a lot by any predators that had a cycle of six years or four years or three years or two years. Um, You know, those predators, they can adapt to it more easily. Um, In that same predator group, would get population boost every time the cicadas emerge. And so it would, right. it would balance out a lot more easily. But as soon as cicadas use a 13-year cycle, none of the predators can really keep up. Um, right. And so there's actually this, this nice chart that where they showed, you know, based off of the, uh, the life cycle, or yeah, the cycle of uh, cicadas and the cycle of prey, they tried all sorts of different years. Sure enough, as the the cycle of cicadas lengthened, uh, the likelihood of them getting eaten dropped, but then it would it would spike way down on the prime numbers. So eleven was actually one where it spiked pretty far down, but it spiked further down on thirteen and seventeen. Nobody knows nobody knows why we don't have eleven year cicadas. Right. Uh, one theory is that there was a different species of wasp or something. Uh, that was able to adapt to like an 11 year cycle, but was never able to adapt to a 13 year cycle. There's, there's some wild theories out there on this. Uh, But what's pretty clear is that these cicadas that are rocking the 13 and the 17 year cycles, they're doing pretty good for themselves. Sure. I mean, if you could theoretically have a million and a half of them in an acre, Hmm. Yeah, I think I think they're fine. Yeah, there's it, no there's no Sarah McLaughlin song for them. You know, the scientists were saying, well, it seems so odd that the 13 year and 17 year cycles uh, would be the surviving ones because any of them with a shorter cycle, um, if you assume they're growing exponentially, would would beat them out. And so that's why there's mm-hmm. a theory that they all basically all got wiped out uh, by predators that were able to adapt. So, yeah, in reality, they still don't really know. They're just they're pretty sure that it had to do with uh, predators being unable to adapt to those cycles of 13 years and 17 years. Biology's wild. Yeah. I love it. Uh, they have figured out that the 13 year trait is a dominant trait of these cicadas. So like, oh, you know, if the 13 years mix with the 17 years, more of the babies will be 13 year variety. But there's actually a lot more of the 17-year ones. Wow. That's wild. I I had no clue that it was like, like, first of all, that there were different, how do I want to say this? Because I don't know what species of cicada there are. Is it is it that you can be species A of cicada and species B of cicada and you can still make cicada babies i think so but okay i'm not an entomologist sure but at, at any rate you could have the same species but maybe they have different underground 
time clocks and you're saying that in a in a pairing situation the 13 year one is likely what the mm-hmm. baby cicada is gonna get yep. that's interesting uh there was actually another theory that the 13 year and 17 year ones emerged because the fact that they're a prime number, they were less likely to emerge than any other group or alongside any other group of cicadas. And, you know, say if you just had some, um, you know, two, three and four year cicadas popping out, they're going to be making hybrids constantly. Sure. Um, And so if, you know, if the shorter cycles become uh, the dominant ones, they're just going to naturally evolve to have the shorter cycles. And then of course get eaten by predators. Yep. So, Bianca, I haven't even gotten to my favorite part about all of this. <laughs> I mean, the the whole prime number thing is kind of cool. I, I think yeah. mathematicians will find it more cool. Uh, no, my favorite thing is that these groups of cicadas are called broods. That's, that's the coolest <laughs> thing. I know. So Ugh. there's... There's currently 15 unique broods in the United States. And and like I said, they're really only in the eastern half of the of the US. It's kind of crazy to look at a map. Like there's there's a yeah. really great map on Wikipedia that shows where these broods are. And there's barely any overlap. Wow. Like the map is shown down to the county and you know, you may have uh brood number 1 in in like across three states over here and brood number two across a couple states over here. And there'll be a pretty solid uh, or pretty distinct line between them where, you know, maybe two counties worth where they will show up. Like both of them will show up. Other, I I have to believe that they had some significant cicada turf war to determine who gets to be in what area. I, I imagine it's very much a cicada game of game of Thrones. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're they're constantly mm-hmm. battling over their territorial lines. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they well, okay, but but in reality, the crazy thing is, <laughs> they don't come out at the same time. The different broods. So, like, how do they even know to obey other broods' territory? Weird. Like, do you think they know that? Like, let's say this brood is out and about living their best life for four to six weeks. And then they go to like, they, they lay eggs. Is that, mm-hmm. is that yeah. how? Okay. So they go to lay their eggs and they're like, Oh, they're actually a lot currently underground. Maybe they know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they can see the evidence on the trees. I can't imagine the evidence hangs around that long. I mean, I've never seen, granted, I don't really know what I'm looking for, but I've never <laughs> looked at a tree and been like, there's cicadas in here. I, you know, I also am very curious. What does it even look like the aftermath of one and a half million cicadas mm-hmm. in an acre? Like, where gross. do they go? That's what it looks like. It looks gross. <laughs> <laughs> Just carcasses. But yeah, so they're called broods. And. Uh, that came about because in 1898, there's an entomologist named Charles Marlatt. I'm just assuming that's how you pronounce his last name. I didn't look sure. it up. Sure. Charles Marlatt. <laughs> uh, he came up with the the brood idea. And some of this was just based on theory. So by that time, they already knew like, 
hey, there's some groups of these that show up every 13 years and some groups that show up every 17 years. That's kind of yeah. weird. Uh, <laughs> and they they even had a, evidence of uh, like, you know, early settlers documenting like, oh my gosh, this giant group of bugs came out in this area on this year. And then, you know, 17 years later, somebody else is documenting, oh my gosh, this giant group of bugs came out Wild. in the same area. So that alone is kind of amazing to me that in 1898, they already knew like, hey, there's these masses of bugs coming out every 13 or 17 years. Because I imagine that the tracking had, I imagine tracking was still fairly new, you know, 13 sure. years, 17 year cycles. There's not that many cycles going back before, uh, you know, the Europeans hadn't even come over. I, I also just have to say, there is no chance that I would be able to survive in a world without internet. So, <laughs> like, these folks just being scientists yeah. in a time with no internet and just have to write stuff down in books and be like, I saw a bug today. I've never seen this bug before. I wonder if I will see this bug again. Uh, that's That's wild. Yeah, so he didn't know for sure, uh, Charles Marlatt. He just kind of assumed, well, there must be 30 broods, 17 different 17-year broods and 13 different 13-year broods, like one for each year. Yeah. Um, so he thought every year somewhere there's a 17-year brood that pops out of the ground and then maybe somewhere else there's a 13-year brood that pops out of the ground. Oh, interesting. Uh, he was wrong. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, he didn't have the internet. Yeah, yeah. That's Okay. It, it, it is possible that it was that way at one time in history, but sure. it's, not, it's not that way now. Uh, but he named them with Roman numerals, which is, that's so cool. Uh, so the, the the 17 year broods, he just said, those are broods one through 17. Uh, and then the 13 year broods were broods eight, 18 through 30. So, you know, he named a, like brood triple X. Vin Diesel would be what? so proud. Oh, <laughs> Someone call Hollywood and make that movie. Uh, sadly, though, Brood Triple X turns out not to be a real actual brood that pops out of the ground. But it's going to be a great action movie. I know. Uh, so in actuality, only 17 of those 30 broods have ever been seen. Okay. Because um, when he named them, he said like, you know, brood one is the brood that comes out on this year. And so that's how people know what brood okay. is brood one. There were two of those broods that he had to find that they were seen, but they've gone extinct, which is kind of interesting. Oh, wow. So they were, uh, I think one of them was last seen sometime in the 50s. Uh, I can't remember when the other one had been seen, but they, they, were, they were smaller broods. Uh, and so that's where we've landed at. 15 different broods now uh, and 12 of them are the 17 year variety and there's only three of the 13 year variety wow yeah so it's actually kind of a rare event when there'll be two broods that come out in the same year got it okay uh, there is a nice uh, nifty calendar on wikipedia if you want to see like you know when is the next brood coming in my area how has that not become like an astrology thing at some point? Like, like, oh, this brood is going to emerge. It means you're going to have uh, success in your career or like, <laughs> oh, there's 
troubled waters in your love life because brood such and such is appearing. I mean, I assume that that does happen. Uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, maybe people wait for the brood to show up. Sure. Yeah, it, maybe it's not popular right now because we're not in the thick of yeah. cicada activity. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Now, some of them, some of the broods, they do have cooler names now. Uh, so, like, brood number one is is often referred to as the Blue Ridge Brood. So, it's it's dominant in the, in the Blue Ridge area between Virginia and West Virginia. Nice. Uh, some of them, like, they've got different names but they're not as cool you got your iowan brood your mm-hmm. kansan brood there is no nebraska brood Boo. Boo. <laughs> come to nebraska cicadas what do you think you're too good for us uh garth brooks would be a fan there is a baton rouge brood love it <laughs> there must also be uh friends in low places brood uh, that's okay. probably one of the ones that went extinct um but yeah since there's only 15 broods now obviously they don't come out every year this year though oh boy we get to see brood number 10 or brood x if you will oh that's so cool it's just so i think about you know the scene in independence day where some of the, the the people, they're so excited for these aliens to show up and they're like partying on the rooftop of the, yes. the Empire State Building or, or whatever. I just imagine getting excited for Brood X to come out. <laughs> Only for this mass of bugs, mm-hmm. one and a half million per acre, mm. to swarm all over you. I don't know. No. I don't know which is worse: getting hit by the laser from the alien spaceship, or just being swarmed by cicadas. So I feel like the right answer is the laser, but the bugs suck. <laughs> the bugs are the bugs. No, 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 no. The bugs won't kill it. you, but they may destroy your soul. Yeah. I'm just going to have nightmares for the rest of my life. So do I want to die or do I want to just be in a a waking nightmare? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So Brood X is also known as the Great Eastern Brood. And oh. it's called Great because it, it is the biggest one. So where is where does that one pop up? So this one spreads across 15 different states. Whoa! Yeah. Now, now some of the states, it's like just a few counties. Sure, but, sure. But it's mostly like there's a big section of it in Indiana and Ohio. Okay. Uh, and then a whole bunch of it all up around Maryland and Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually expected to be the strongest in like the D.C. area. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I fully <laughs> expect, I 100% Expect QAnon to claim that this is like God's plague coming to get Biden. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I mean, I'm not on the QAnon boards, but they might already be talking about yeah. it. But let's be honest, this this was 17 years in the making. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, another fun fact, Bob Dylan actually wrote a song about cicadas in 1970. 
That was Brood X. <gasps> oh. Yeah. I want I want Bob Dylan to re- I want an entire album of people covering that song in the style of Bob Dylan. Yeah. Just to commemorate Brood Brood X Brood 10. <laughs> I, I don't think that. I don't think he knew that it was called Brood X. I don't think Brood X shows up in the no. song. He just something about cicadas. But here's the crazy thing to think about. 1970 was a really long time ago. It's yeah. like over 50 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was only 3 cicada cycles ago. Whoa. So that's so they oh, okay. So these cicadas can say that my grandfather had a song well it'd be great written about him great grandfather okay yeah yeah oh that's three ago so this yep. would be like got it yep 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 yep. yeah my great grandfather had a song written about him by bob dylan yeah wow uh personally i'm a bigger fan of the name brood x than the great eastern brood but you know yeah people have their preferences Brood X definitely makes it sound like it's a band that you would yeah. follow the tour of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think of other things that just have an X thrown on the end. Yes. Uh, Mega like Man X comes to mind. iPhone X. Mm-hmm. I mean, they try to say that's iPhone 10, but nobody calls it that. No. Just like this Brood. Nobody calls it Brood 10. Mm-mm. It's Brood X. Brood X. So... Another fun story about all this, the cicada stuff. Uh, I think I first learned about this back around 2007. Um, Cause there, that summer or that spring, it would have been brood 13 showing up in parts of Iowa. Okay. In uh, the place that I was working at, at the time, it was not in Iowa, but you know, we're close enough. Sure. Uh, we had an intern and he was telling us that he started dating this girl who was majoring in entomology. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, yo, if you want to impress this girl, <laughs> talk to her about cicadas. And so I started telling him all about, all about this stuff. You know, there's the prime numbers. They, they, you know, just stay underground for so long and then they all come out at once and it's just crazy. Yeah. And he was like, Oh man, this is so great. Uh, about a week later, he was back in. And he was like, hey, I tried telling her all about the cicadas. And she just kind of looked at me weird and didn't know what I was talking about. So apparently they don't learn about cicadas until like year three of entomology. Oh, (laughs) I was really hoping that this was going to turn into like you worked on a matchmaking app for alpacas. You were a (laughs) real life matchmaker for an intern and what I was hoping to be his future partner. Yeah. So disappointing. I was, I was the most disappointed that this entomologist in the making was unaware Mm -hmm. and unexcited. (laughs) She didn't really have interest in learning about the cicadas. I don't know why she chose entomology. That is disappointing. If, if someone who was interested in her took the time to learn about her field of study. <laughs> Granted, when I was, uh, so I started college as a math major. I did not graduate as a math major. <laughs> but if someone had come up to me and been like, hey, I learned about this mathematical proof, I have to say I would not have been 
interested in dating that person, <laughs> I probably just would have been like, oh, that's great. Cool. Would you like to collaborate on the homework? <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, so I'll I their relationship. I don't know if it ended up working out between uh, this intern and the entomologist, but I do remember that sometime later, I don't know why I remember this. I actually I do know why I remember this. Uh, <laughs> she had baked some amazing Rice Krispie treats for him to bring into the office, mm-hmm. and the rest of us, knowing absolutely nothing about this girl, we'd never met mm-hmm. her. Uh, we told the intern she's a keeper because these Rice Krispie treats are so good, and it's obviously a sign that she's just amazing all around. Right. And the reason I remember is because I remember desserts. it's not a bad thing to be focused on i it's yes i it's one of the things i appreciate about you (laughs) is your dedication to desserts yeah and so the wild thing is you wouldn't think that rice krispie treats would be a thing that you would say are that good that, that you remember them Many years later, like I said, that was like 2007, 14 years ago. Who remembers Rice Krispie Treats from 14 years ago? I'll tell you, I remember bad Rice Krispie Treats. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But yeah, uh, the thing that I remember is they, when she baked them, she'd baked in some like whole marshmallows. It like just kind of scattered throughout. So there'd just be this like pockets of marshmallow goo. But it was this really great ratio. And at the time, I was just like, I didn't even know Rice Krispie Treats could be this good. Right. And so all of us were so amazed with these Rice Krispie Treats <laughs> that we were trying to convince this intern that he needs to lock her down, put a ring on it right. so that yes. we can get more of these Rice Krispie Treats later on. Yep. Yeah. We didn't get any think... more Rice Krispie Treats. but Dang it. You know, he was just an intern. He got a full-time job elsewhere. You try, um, you know. I I appreciate that you were really invested in his happiness, his success, his future by um, basically doing Beyonce's work mm-hmm. before Beyonce was out here doing the work, telling people to put a ring on it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So sadly, he did not continue working there. We did not enjoy more Rice Krispie Treats. But we'll always have the cicadas. I definitely thought you were going to tell me that she put bugs in the Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> like, I was waiting. I was waiting for that. And I'm really glad it did not take that turn. I I do wonder if there's, like, a correlation between entomologists and eating bugs. Mm. Part of me assumes that they are not any more likely than anybody else to eat bugs. They just sure. happen to think they're cool. But I don't know. But yeah, so I'm excited to hear about from the people in the D.C. area what Mm -hmm. their experience is like coming this spring. I actually have a brother that lives not too far away from the D.C. area. Nice. Uh, So I'm going to hear all about it. And he has not been there for 17 years. He he does not know (gasps) what it was like in 2004. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I imagine there's a lot of people there that were not there mm-hmm. in 2004. 
I'm just mm. going to assume it's the plague. It's the government. Could be yep. all sorts of things. All, all of the above. Uh, I was in New York State in 2012 to 2013. Um, and I think it was 2013 that I moved from upstate New York to Nebraska. And um, I can put this in our on our Instagram. But there was a friend of mine who was starting his own jewelry shop. And he made these little cicada wing earrings for me. The real cicada wing? I I think he somehow got a cicada wing and then made some sort of um I don't know, cast out of it. I don't know how you would do it, because I assume that they're just very delicate. But yeah, he he worked this metal to look like a cicada wing and it has like a cicada wing imprint on the top of it and that's as close well that's the first time i got close to a cicada (laughs) and then the second time was i also have a video that i can post on our instagram of penny meeting a cicada in our backyard and her not knowing what to do with it she was like do i put it in my mouth do i hit it do i just leave it uh so if you want a, a fun video about a dog meeting a giant bug for the first time, <laughs> you better believe I can deliver. Now, I'm I'm just imagining that the cicada earring, the, the earrings are, are magical in some way. After all, they are called magic cicadas. So if you yes. if you put these earrings on, I'm just imagining you walking into a field where there's a million and a half cicadas per acre and they're just like the queen and they just kind of fly around you and then you can like direct them to attack your enemies oh my gosh is this like a um what was that cartoon is this like a captain planet situation where like you know the heart kid could talk to the animals oh yeah yeah you could talk to the cicadas oh my gosh if i could have them like vacuum for me granted they're only around (laughs) for like four to six weeks so like what would i want them to do for me (laughs) I'm so now I'm imagining a superhero whose superpower is controlling cicadas, <laughs> but they're only powerful for four to six weeks every spring. It's like a far <laughs> less interesting Ant Man situation. <laughs> but in that four to six weeks, they're like the most powerful person on the planet. Oh, absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But then they have to go hide because they're vulnerable for the rest of right. the year. So I'm looking at the map, the cicada map, real quick. Uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, where you are, yeah, uh, Brood Four shows up. They last showed up in 2015, so they won't be showing up for uh, until 2032 again. In Lincoln, uh, according to the map, uh, there is no Brood activity in Lincoln. Oh, yeah. You said 2032 is when I can yeah. expect them again? Okay. Yeah. Although you don't have to go very far. Uh, in Iowa, there's Brood 3, which I think is the Iowan Brood. Um, okay. They'll show up in 2031. So. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, will, I will start planning my, uh, my rise as queen of yeah. the cicadas. Most of Missouri... 
will be swarmed by Brood 19 here shortly in 2024. Nice. Uh, 2024 is actually an interesting one because that'll, that'll be a year where two broods pop up at once. Oh. So, so Brood 19, in, mostly in Missouri, and kind of scattered out all throughout the South. Uh, they are a 13-year brood. And okay. then it is uh, Brood 13, which is mostly in... Uh, Indiana and Eastern Iowa, or sorry, Illinois in Eastern Iowa. Uh, they're also they're a seventeen year brood, and they're also coming out in twenty twenty four. Wow, everybody's partying. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a good good Midwest party. Mm-hmm. And we are like just next to it. We don't have to deal with the bugs. Mm-hmm. We just get to observe all of the social media posts. But uh, but based on your description. They sound like pretty chill neighbors, right? You don't hear from them. I mean, they're for... very loud. That's true. That's yeah. a really good point. Hundred they, like dis- they they have a block party, but they're not knocking over your mailbox. They're not like like toilet papering your trees out front. Like they're not they're not destructive. They're just loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just here. They're just here to have a good time. True story. Mm-hmm. They're here for a, a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a couple like really tiny broods. Maybe these broods are on their way out. I don't know. Maybe sure. maybe uh, climate change is causing these broods to go out of style. There's a tiny one, Brood 7, in uh, the western part of New York State. According okay. to this map, it's only in three counties. Oh. Yeah. I don't think they're hitting the one and a half million per acre mark. Mm-mm. Uh, and then there's a, another small one uh, down between Louisiana and Mississippi, Brood 22. Nice. When you said uh, it could be that climate change is is going to kill off some of the smaller ones. At first I was like, yes, no, that makes sense. But then I was like, are millennials going to get blamed for killing the cicadas? <laughs> is that going to be another thing that we get blamed Only for? if they start eating them. Mm, that's true because you know earlier when we talked about the predators the Mm -hmm. real flaw of any of these predators is they didn't know how to store food for later Mm -hmm. if millennials are like our economy is so bad food is so expensive i'm gonna start eating Mm -hmm. cicadas well i'm just gonna gather up as many cicadas as i can in this four to six week period and i'll figure out how to store them later and then I'll create a startup around that and we'll launch mm-hmm. our IPO. We'll start our own cryptocurrency for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what the cicada NFT is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you could just imagine tagging cicadas with their own NFTs. Mm-hmm. And then whoever finds, whoever finds the magical cicada, it's like finding the golden ticket. What I would love to happen, I I imagine these broods just like moving as one giant unit. I'm sure that that's not true, but let's <laughs> say that it is. I I want it to be like that scene in Twister where they throw all those balls up into the tornado oh, yeah, so yeah. that they can track the the movement and what's happening in the eye of the tornado, um, but with bugs. So that I can safely view it from a distance and not actually get near the bugs. <laughs> now, if if Magicicada was a Pokemon, 
Yeah. I do think they would have implemented it where they they group together to make one mm-hmm. functioning superbug. Like a like a transformer yeah. Pokemon exactly. or like a what's what's the Power Rangers one? Me- oh, gosh. Is it Megazoid? Yes. Deep cut. <laughs> Deep Power Rangers cut. Why wasn't there a Cicada Power Ranger? I don't know. He would have been a mathematician. There's still time. We can do it, Greg. <laughs> we already have that Vin Diesel movie in the works. Yeah. About Brood Triple X. He needs to. So the movie needs to be he brings back Brood Triple X. Yep. Like he finds where they were, mm-hmm. he brings them back, and then he is Lord of the Cicadas. Yep. And controls them, uses them to wield power. And then he turns into that superhero we were talking about, where he's the most mm-hmm. powerful man in the world. For four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a scene in the movie where he trashes an entire lab and like pushes a scientist up against a wall and he's like, I need the formula or whatever. Right. <laughs> that that's gotta that's gotta be something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when we're not making movies um or talking about how you can lock down a life partner with some really great rice krispie treats, uh, we wanna know. <laughs> Uh, we want to know what you think. We would love to hear from you. So make sure that you hit us up on Instagram. We're at coworking underscore podcast. If you've got a topic suggestion for us, something that you want us to take a deep dive on, DM us on Instagram. Let us know. We're sure that you have friends that are missing the random office chit chats. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about us. That's it for this week. We'll see you again in two weeks. Bye. What? <laughs>